A Psalm of Life by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, read for LibriVox.org by Ed Good. Tell me not in mournful numbers life is but an empty dream, for the soul is dead that slumbers, and things are not what they seem. Life is real, life is earnest, and the grave is not its goal. Dust thou art, to dust returnest, was not spoken of the soul. Not enjoyment and not sorrow is our destined end or way, but to act that each tomorrow finds us farther than today. Art is long, and time is fleeting, and our heart, though stout and brave, still like muffled drums are beating, funeral marches to the grave. In the world's broad field of battle, in the bivouac of life, be not like dumb-driven cattle, be a hero in the strife. Trust no future, however pleasant, let the dead past bury its dead. Act, act in the living present, heart within and God o'erhead. Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime, and departing leave behind us footprints on the sand of time. Footprints that perhaps another, sailing o'er life's solemn main, a forlorn and shipwrecked brother, seeing shall take heart again. Let us then be up and doing, with a heart for any fate, still achieving, still pursuing, learn to labor and to wait. The Light of Stars by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Phil Schempf The night is come, but not too soon, and sinking silently, all silently, the little moon drops down behind the sky. There is no light in earth or heaven but the cold light of stars, and the first watch of night is given to the red planet Mars. Is it the tender star of love, the star of love and dreams? Oh no, from that blue tent above a hero's armor gleams, and earnest thoughts within me rise when I behold afar, suspended in the evening skies, the shield of that red star. O star of strength, I see thee stand and smile upon my pain. Thou beckonest with thy mailed hand, and I am strong again. Within my breast there is no light, but the cold light of stars. I give the first watch of the night to the red planet Mars. The star of the unconquered will, he rises in my breast. Serene and resolute and still and calm and self-possessed. And thou too, whosoe'er thou art, that readest this brief psalm, as one by one thy hopes depart, be resolute and calm. O fear not in a world like this, and thou shalt know ere long, know how sublime a thing it is to suffer and be strong. Hymn to the Night by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Kangaroo I heard the trailing garments of the night Sweep through her marble halls I saw her sable skirts all fringed with light From the celestial walls I felt her presence by its spell of might Stoop o'er me from above The calm majestic presence of the night As of the one I love I heard the sounds of sorrow and delight The manifold soft chimes that fill the haunted chambers of the night like some old poet's rhymes. From the cool cisterns of the midnight air, my spirit drank repose. 
the fountain of perpetual peace thrills there. From those deep cisterns flows. O holy night, from thee I learn to bear what man has borne before. Thou layest thy finger on the lips of care, and they complain no more. Peace, peace, Orestes, like I breathe this prayer. Descend with broad-winged flight. The welcome, the thrice prayed for, the most fair. The best, beloved night. Footsteps of Angels by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Ed Good When the hours of day are numbered, and the voices of the night wake the better soul that slumbered to a holy calm delight. Ere the evening lamps are lighted, and like phantoms grim and tall, shadows from the fitful firelight dance upon the parlor wall. Then the forms of the departed enter at the open door, the beloved, the true-hearted, come to visit me once more. He, the young and strong who cherished noble longings for the strife, by the roadside fell and perished, weary with the march of life. They, the holy ones and weakly, who for the cross of suffering bore, folded their pale hands so meekly, spake with us on earth no more. And with them the being beauteous, whom unto my youth was given, more than all things else to love me, and is now a saint in heaven. With the slow and noiseless footsteps comes that messenger divine, takes the vacant chair beside me, lays her gentle hand in mine. And she sits and gazes at me with those deep and tender eyes, like the stars so still and saint-like, looking downward from the skies. Uttered not yet comprehended is the Spirit's voiceless prayer, soft rebukes and blessings ended, breathing from her lips of air. Oh, though oft depressed and lonely, all my fears are laid aside, if I but remember only such as these have lived and died. The Wreck of the Hesperus by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Christian Hughes it was the schooner Hesperus that sailed the wintry sea, and the skipper had taken his little daughter to bear him company. Blue were her eyes as the fairy flax, her cheeks like the dawn of day, and her bosom white as the hawthorn buds that ope in the month of May. The skipper he stood beside the helm, his pipe was in his mouth, and he watched how the veering flaw did blow the smoke now west, now south. Then up and spake an old sailor, had sailed to the Spanish main. I pray thee put into yonder port, for I fear a hurricane. Last night the moon had a golden ring, and to-night no moon we see. The skipper, he blew a whiff from his pipe, and a scornful laugh laughed he. Colder and louder blew the wind, a gale from the northeast. The snow fell hissing in the brine, and the billows frothed like yeast. Down came the storm and smote amain the vessel in its strength. She shuddered and paused like a frightened steed, then leaped her cable's length. Come hither, come hither, my little daughter, and do not tremble so, for I can weather the toughest gale that ever wind did blow. He wrapped her warm in his seaman's coat against the stinging blast, he cut a rope from a broken spar and bound her to the mast. 
O father, I hear the church bells ring. O say, what may it be? Tis a fog bell on the rock-bound coast. And he steered for the open sea. O father, I hear the sound of guns. O say, what may it be? Some ship in distress that cannot live in such an angry sea. O father, I see a gleaming light. O say, what may it be? But the father answered, never a word. A frozen corpse was he. Lashed to the helm, all stiff and stark, with his face turned to the skies, the lantern gleamed through the gleaming snow on his fixed and glassy eyes. Then the maiden clasped her hands and prayed that saved she might be, and she thought of Christ who stilled the wave on the lake of Galilee. And fast through the midnight dark and drear, through the whistling sleet and snow, like a sheeted ghost the vessel swept towards the reef of Norman's woe. And ever the fitful gusts between a sound came from the land. It was the sound of the trampling surf on the rocks and the hard sea sand. The breakers were right beneath her bows. She drifted a dreary wreck. And a whooping billow swept the crew like icicles from her deck. She struck where the white and fleecy waves looked soft as carded wool. But the cruel rocks, they gored her side like the horns of an angry bull. Her rattling shrouds all sheathed in ice, with the masts went by the board. Like a vessel of glass, she stove and sank. Ho, ho, the breakers roared. At daybreak, on the bleak sea beach, a fisherman stood aghast to see the form of a maiden fair lashed close to a drifting mast. The salt sea was frozen on her breast, the salt tears in her eyes, and he saw her hair like the brown seaweed on the billows fall and rise. Such was the wreck of the Hesperus in the midnight and the snow. Christ save us all from a death like this on the reef of Norman's woe. The Village Blacksmith by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Steve Under a spreading chestnut tree the village smithy stands. The smith, a mighty man is he, with large and sinewy hands. And the muscles of his brawny arms are strong as iron bands. His hair is crisp and black and long, his face is like the tan. His brow is wet with honest sweat, he earns whate'er he can. And looks the whole world in the face, for he owes not any man. Week in, week out, from morn till night, you can hear his bellows blow. You can hear him swing his heavy sledge, with measured beat and slow, like a sexton ringing the village bell, when the evening sun is low. And children coming home from school, look in at the open door, they love to see the flaming forge and hear the bellows roar, 
and catch the burning sparks that fly like chaff from a threshing floor. He goes on Sunday to the church and sits among his boys. He hears the parson pray and preach. He hears his daughter's voice singing in the village choir and it makes his heart rejoice. It sounds to him like her mother's voice, singing in paradise. He needs must think of her once more, how in the grave she lies. And with his hard, rough hand he wipes a tear out of his eyes. Toiling, rejoicing, sorrowing, onward through life he goes, each morning sees some task begin, each evening sees it close. Something attempted, something done, has earned a night's repose. Thanks, thanks to thee, my worthy friend, for the lesson thou hast taught. Thus at the flaming forge of life our fortunes must be wrought. Thus on its sounding anvil shaped, each burning deed and thought. The Rainy Day by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Kristen Hughes The day is cold and dark and dreary. It rains and the wind is never weary. The vine still clings to the mouldering wall. But at every gust the dead leaves fall, And the day is dark and dreary. My life is cold and dark and dreary, It rains and the wind is never weary, My thoughts still cling to the mouldering past, But the hopes of youth fall thick in the blast, And the days are dark and dreary. Be still, sad heart, and cease repining, Behind the clouds is the sun still shining. Thy fate is the common fate of all. Into each life some rain must fall. Some days must be dark and dreary. The Day is Done by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Joanne M. Smallhair February 21st, 2007 The Day is Done the day is done, and the darkness falls from the wings of night, as a feather is wafted downward from an eagle in his flight. I see the lights of the village gleam through the rain and the mist, and a feeling of sadness comes o'er me that my soul cannot resist. A feeling of sadness and longing that is not akin to pain, and resembles sorrow only as the mist resembles the rain. Come, read to me some poem some simple and heartfelt lay, that shall soothe this restless feeling, and banish the thoughts of day. Not from the grand old masters, not from the bards sublime, whose distant footsteps echo through the corridors of time. For, like strains of martial music, their mighty thoughts suggest life's endless toil and endeavor, and to-night I long for rest. Read from some humbler poet, whose songs gushed from his heart, as showers from the clouds of summer, or tears from the eyelids start. Who, through long days of labor, and nights devoid of ease, 
still heard in his soul the music of wonderful melodies. Such songs have power to quiet the restless pulse of care, and come like the benediction that follows after prayer. Then read from the treasured volume the poem of thy choice, and lend to the rhyme of the poet the beauty of thy voice. And the night shall be filled with music, and the cares that infest the day shall fold their tents like the Arabs, and as silently steal away. The Bridge by Henry Wadsworth Longfellow Read for LibriVox.org by Ed Good I stood on the bridge at midnight as the clocks were striking the hour, and the moon rose o'er the city behind the dark church tower. I saw her bright reflection in the waters under me, like a golden goblet falling and sinking into the sea. And far in the hazy distance of that lovely night in June, the blaze of the flaming furnace gleamed redder than the moon. Among the long black rafters the wavering shadows lay, and the current that came from the ocean seemed to lift and bear them away. As sweeping and eddying through them rose the belated tide, and streaming into the moonlight the seaweed floated wide. And like those waters rushing among the wooden piers, a flood of thoughts came o'er me that filled my eyes with tears. How often, oh, how often, in the days that had gone by, I had stood on that bridge at midnight and gazed on that wave and sky. How often, oh, how often, I had wished that ebbing tide would bear me away on its bosom o'er the ocean wild and wide. For my heart was hot and restless, and my life was full of care and the burden laid upon me seemed greater than I could bear. But now it has fallen from me and is buried in the sea, and only the sorrow of others throw its shadow over me. Yet whenever I cross the river on its bridge with wooden piers, like the odor of brine from the ocean comes the thought of other years, and I think how many thousands of care-encumbered men, each bearing his burden of sorrow, have crossed the bridge since then. I see the long procession still passing to and fro, the young heart hot and restless and the old subdued and slow. And forever and forever, as long as the river flows, as long as the heart has passions, as long as life has woes, the moon and its broken reflection and its shadow shall appear as the symbol of love in heaven and its wavering image here. <laughs> 